This is Cliff Parisi, Minty from EastEnders, and Fred Buckle from Call the Midwife. I love this show. Five better podcasts. One, Do two, it again. One, two, three, four. Five better, five better, five better podcast. Five better, five better, five better podcast. Hello, good evening. Well, it is evening here. Good afternoon, or whatever, whatever it is where you're listening. This is uh, Five Better Podcasts. I'm Jim, uh, ably joined as ever, as usual, by Guy. Hello, welcome to episode seven, everyone. We've we finally got. We're nearly. Um, we're over halfway towards ten. I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? I get, I get, I get, I get the fact that seven is a number probably midway nearly midway between five and ten but it's a it's a landmark if we can get to ten without um with at least We're, probably three people listening if we can get to ten um, without dying um, that, that it's, a win, it's a win so this week well there was the sad news of last week with tom petty uh passing mm. away um and uh, we were just discussing before we before we pressed the record button about how he's quite you know he's, he's massive in america and uh, and maybe He's still very big over here, but maybe not as big as he, he possibly should have been. Um, mm. So, in homage to him, we thought we'd we thought we'd do ten better, uh, five better songs than a. God, <laughs> all five over the ten. place. Five. It's you, your ten podcasts. Uh, five better songs, better five songs better than uh, than one of his classics, and uh, we'll edit this out. And his. <laughs> we were going to go with free falling, but. Being as that's such a good tune, we thought that was too difficult for, for this time of year. Yeah, so yeah. we went with the, another one of his great songs, and one that I remember um, always used to be on, like, uh, The Box and MTV when I was about 14, 15. Uh, and I kind of quite liked it then, but didn't really get my head around it until, until a few years later. So we're doing mm. uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Stumbling away through that uh, link there. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you mean? That was, that was clinical. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, that reminded me a little bit of the uh, last week when I found out he died. That there was about about three hours when no one was really sure if he actually <laughs> if he had died. <laughs> it was like rumours of his death. I was slightly over exaggerated. I think he sort of died, and then said actually no, he didn't die. He's just in a coma. Um, and then someone think, someone put out like no. He's nearly dead. <laughs> I think, okay. <laughs> if not very nearly dead, then very actually dead. <laughs> very actually. And it turns out he actually did die. Um, but yeah, Tom Petty's a weird one, isn't he? I don't really, um, you know, so we, didn't, we said before we came on, didn't really, um, I don't know huge much about him, apart from the, the obvious things, mm. travelling Wilbur's and he's friends with so-and-so and he's had these major sort of hits. But... Um, He's a, he's, a, he's a strange character, but there's loads of been obviously since he died uh, midweek. There's been loads of things on BBC Four, yeah, um, sort of concerts. So I've had a little look, look at that. He's, 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 he was very good live, um, which is obviously not a surprise. But um, yeah, he's, he, yeah. I, always, I always felt he kind of he's he's kind of a he's a rock artist really, but he kind of borderlines mm. country, doesn't he? As well, I kind of feel yeah. He's, the, the way that he, he plays guitar is kind of, has that kind of country feel to it almost but um yeah and, and 
and it was probably 66, wasn't he, when he died? So, um, he's, he's de- and he, I think, yeah, he's still toured, and he's still toured last recently up until, up until like a few months back. So, he's, he's, I think he sort of still lived it, didn't he? Still lived the life. Um, <laughs> the biggest problem he had for me, well, he had from me, I suppose, rather than for me, because <laughs> I never really that? had a problem with him. When I was growing up, I always used to get him confused with. Uh, David Lee Roth from Van Halen. Because <laughs> they both had that fantastic long blonde hair. And then David Lee wow. Roth covered um, California Girls, didn't he? And was like dancing right. around in the desert with a captain's hat on and no, no T-shirt, <laughs> as he was prone to do from videos. And then like kind of doing his jump dancing, basically, but to a, a slow version of California Girls. And, it, like, and then the next thing, Tom Petty would be on singing... Mary Jane's Last Dance, and then... Yeah, well, and also he had... A te- well, I don't know anyone called Tom, who's famous. Uh, no, like in the music business. Um, you're now going to go, all about him and him and him? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm going to slightly live a little pause to see if you can... Sit. No, OK. Um, it's quite ordinary-sounding name, Tom Petty. The Heartbreakers, I'm still not sure whether that's a good band name. I know, um, I like that. I do, do like, you like it? Yeah, yeah, I like... Um, I think it's kind of got... It's got that kind of irony to it, hasn't it? Um, I don't think they thought they were... But they probably did when they were... Well, I don't know, they're quite cheesy. I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem I think I also have, is that I, he seemed he seemed then... and This era, 93, when the so, the, that song came out, he seemed a little bit kind of... A, Fairly cheesy. Um, mm. I think the, vi- the video for this, who did it, it had some like, was it a model he had like, some like Cindy Crawford or something in the, in the video for uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Um, oh, Kim, Kim, Kim uh, Basinger. Hey. Basinger. Yeah. Basinger. Uh, Basinger. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's, he's just yeah, a bit cheesy. And again, that time this song was out was 93. So it's all very kind of in the grunge era. So yeah, yeah. again, another another reason why I didn't really take a huge amount of notice to him. Um, but yeah, that's not to say this is not a bad song. I mean, well, we'll put it up there as a good song. So let's, uh, well, let's see how we get on. Five better, not ten better. Five better than this song. Hey, listen, Jim. You know what time it is, don't you? Please talk. Talk. What you drinking tonight? So, Jimbo, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I've bucked the trend. Uh, no, I, thought, I, I think I saw something slightly out of the ordinary. It wasn't a red, it wasn't a red drink. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't a red drink, no. <laughs> I, I have bucked the trend. I haven't even got an ice bucket. Tonight, oh. tonight I'm drinking uh, a white wine. Oh, um, go for it. It's uh, a Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, from Marks and Spencers that my wife bought on the £10 meal deal. Ah, you know, clever. you get a thing aside, and she bought that on Saturday because she was in Marks and Spencers, and we had that for dinner. Yeah. And this was left over and drinking it. It's quite drinkable. It's, it's age-old problem with white wine, though. I've said it before, I've said it again, and if someone wants to send me an ice bucket, they'll be marvellous. <laughs> but it just... It, it, it just gets a bit warm too quickly for me, and I just, you know, I struggle with that. Well, I think what you need to do is blitz it into a freezer for about a couple of hours, without it getting too frozen. Obviously, it's been um, it's been in the fridge all week. It's been in the fridge for a day and a half. Well, twenty four hours anyway. But it's yeah. nice and cold when I got it out of the fridge. It just it just doesn't last. The first few sips are great, but if you leave it for any amount of time, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it just becomes tepid. 
Yeah, and it's nothing worse than warm wine. It's like a warm white wine. It's like mm. um, it's like a, it's like a house party. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's what three in the morning. You're just t- you're getting any old dregs off anywhere. <laughs> exactly. There's, <laughs> there's nothing else going. There's been a half empty bottle of white wine sitting <laughs> on the table for ages. But that but that's not all I'm drinking tonight. No. Um, and although my fluffed um, intro for the week uh, may suggest I've drunk more than I have. Uh, that doesn't. That's that's down to tiredness, thanks to my sodding neighbours playing music till six in the morning. Um, but because I'm incredibly thirsty, I'm actually having an orange squash at the same time. Ah, you little, you're a tinker. I know. So I snuck in with it. It's actually orange and pineapple. Robinson's orange and pineapple, arguably my oh. favourite drink. If Robinson's want to dish out a load of that for free, that would be good. I, I do drink that by the bucket load. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, sh- shameless plug in there, Jim. I like it. I know. So, so, so there we go. Oh, look, I'm up for anything free. Half a Mars bar would do me, to be honest. A sandwich would do anything. Half an egg sandwich from Sainsbury's. There we go. Right, you, so you, what, you, so, what am I drinking? Well, I've also my... got enough of your wittering. I've gone on the, I've got your orange and pineapple high you're having. Um, well, I, was, I had my daughter's birthday party last weekend, and uh, as you will probably discover very soon when, you, when your boy gets a bit older and he has loads of parents start attending these parties, um, the only thing you will do is you'll. The only reason why I tend to go to parties nowadays with kids, I either drop them off and leg it quickly or I stay because I see a load of booze on tap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so I thought, well, you know what? It's 11 in the morning on a Sunday. Um, uh, by that point, I probably want. Uh, yeah, <laughs> by that point, I probably will want. A, I probably will need a drink after spending about four hours making sandwiches. So um, I bought like, a case of prosecco um, Saturday night, which was <laughs> which, which turned into we did about three of them on Saturday night. Becky and I, my wife, um, just because it was there, we could. Um, so this is the this is the last bottle, so to speak. So we did two more at the party, and there's one one extra flying around. It's been sitting in the fridge all week, See, so I've been. Um, hang on, rewind. You drank three yeah. bottles of prosecco on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> See how treacherous. See how sworn. How sworn. What the fuck? What are you doing? Strictly well, must have been brilliant. <laughs> Well, we went no, no. But this is the thing: we went out on the. Well, no, still, so I went out on Saturday. I actually went out on Saturday night last last Saturday. Um, after after we drinking to, um, three bottles of prosecco, well, we had one, one, maybe one and a half when we were getting during the day. <laughs> so, uh, and then we went to. Uh, I went to watch Phoenix. The band Phoenix were really good uh, up at Alexander Palace. Um, and then we came back and then finished the rest. <laughs> As it, as it were. Finish the other three bowls. It kind of half, half, well, it does remind me fully of the time. I don't know whether you remember, we went to um, Paul Berry's birthday in the, the golden, like the red lion down the bottom. I do, I do, was, yeah. And we ended up drinking six bottles of wine between us. And uh, yeah. that, I was in a shocker of a state then. And I remember getting It was horrible. Bus. I remember getting the bus to... Um, to my then girlfriend's house, literally sitting on the top deck, holding on for dear life because I couldn't <laughs> sit up straight, like just holding on to anything, trying not to fall off the seat. And uh, there were a lot of head in hands moments. And then I rocked up at her house and fell asleep on the bathroom floor. So, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, living the dream. Was dead. 
Listen, the dream gym. Well, I'm, I'm thankfully I'm already sitting in bed, so this is this is going to go one of two ways. <laughs> you might not hear anything of me it's in about great. ten minutes' time. Basically, you've been caning prosecco since last Saturday. Well, no, that's the thing. We had we had one bottle left in the fridge since last Sunday, and um, it's been well, deliberately sat there. You had a pretty heavy Saturday night, but <laughs> well, Saturday and Sunday, yeah. So we are. Uh, so it's that set. It was from Sainsbury's. Uh, I think it's called. A, it's a Valdo Italian Prosecco standard sort of, you know, on offer, twenty percent off with buy buy six. Um, so I'm having that. I'm also got a like you. I'm doubling up, double fisting. I've got a um, I've got, I've got a glass of water next to it, <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> to circumnavigate the hangover for the morning, just in case. Um, so there we go. Prosecco. I don't really like. I mean, Prosecco, like I say, it's the idea of the what the wine you said goes off quickly or go, yeah. gets warm quickly. At least with a, I think with a prosecco, it can't. At least it, the fizz is still there. And I'm, I'm interested. I think also um, what I find with prosecco is you have it in those small. Well, you obviously don't. You're probably drinking it in pint glasses. <laughs> but you have it in the the thin kind of champagne type glasses, and therefore yeah. you hold the neck so your hand heat doesn't get into it, and then. Yeah, I, I like to neck a glass of Prosecco in a good couple of, couple of mouthfuls so it doesn't get warm. Well, I, we whack it in a, the wine glass so I can just very quickly show you. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Just, can just, see keep, that. It, just keep it in that. It's easier. So I'm washing up, Jim. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, so there we go. That's what I'm having tonight. So, okay, well, I can't think who's going first it is tonight. Uh, I think I'm rolling for you, but let's be, hey, listen, listen, we've obviously got to find the link, haven't we? The link for oh, the songs, God, yeah, by the sorry. way, let's, dear listeners, is that we've got to find songs, uh, five songs better than Tom Petty's Mary Jane's Last Dance. I have a, a, a girl's name in the title, and I know all of you, or one of you, are thinking, <laughs> or instantly, you can probably list five brilliantly um, well-crafted songs. Mm. Uh that are extremely huge, famous, or whatever you want to call them, um, and yeah, and you'd be just and right to think that. Um, it's been hard, actually, hasn't it? It's been really difficult not to go to the obvious ones. But I'm going to put it out there. I've not gone for, but I could have thought about uh, Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, obviously, it's a Rigby. beautiful song. I did Prudence, same reason. Didn't want to. Yeah, didn't want to go there. Angie by the Stones. Um, <clears throat> there were lots what was it the one? Big name bands, weren't they? Booby Tuesday. Yeah, the Booby Tuesday. Booby Tuesday. Better song that one, I thought. But um, yeah, so I've had to really sort of like just not go for the obvious ones. And um, yeah, I've, I've got to be, I've got to be honest with you, Jim. It's been taking me up until probably about five minutes before we we rang each other to uh, sort of finalise my top six. And even then, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I've been the same. Been very difficult uh, this week, but um, but yeah, but, um, got a few. And, uh, okay, know, well, I'll tell you what. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. I'm wrong. I'm going to roll. For, hang on, wait there. I've got to get my dice out. My digital dice app. Sorry, just if the the one person that is listening to this um, guy is currently <laughs> walking through his house, and because we're Skype calling, I can see him. It's like what, like watching Annika Rice on Treasure Hunt. <laughs> Stop <laughs> the clock. I've got the years ago. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. Ready, Jim? Here we go. I'm ready. Roll for <clears> you. <throat> remember, the, remember the categories, dear readers, in case you've forgotten? I'm um, roll for you. I'm roll for you. you. Uh, musically better, number one. Obscure, number two. Guilty pleasure, number three. Uh, number four is memory. Number five is popular classic. Number six is the wild card. Uh, 
dung, 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 dung. Right, here we go. Where Maybe we it? should bring that into the booze talk as well, like the wild cards. Just roll it. But we'll do it. Next time we do a live one, we'll have, uh, we'll have five drinks on the table, six drinks on the table. <laughs> oh, and I'll neck it like a sort of shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? By that point, the alcoholism would have really kicked in. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Jim. Number four, what's that? Is memories, that me? memory. Memory song, okay. Memory song for me. Now, this is uh, it's a cover version of, uh, oh, of a very good song. It's, um, it's by an artist called The King, who was an Elvis impersonator. And uh, it is, uh, what, what he did was he did an album called Gravelands, which is a great album, where he, as Elvis, covers... Uh, great songs by dead pop stars. Um, so this one is that, was... Is that, is that the title on the uh, album? The, uh, the t- well, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. It's great called... songs by dead people. <laughs> well, it is, because, I mean, that's why it's called Gravelands. Um, so uh, it's a really good album. So the song I've chosen of that is um, uh, ACDC's Whole Lot of Rosie. Okay, there we go, the king with a whole lot of Rosie. Um, well, where where do you go from there? That is rock um, in its <laughs> finest. The the, uh, uh, the original by ACDC obviously is is total rock, but then the king comes in with his, his kind of booming Elvis voice mm. and uh, and uh, really really slays it. And it's just it's just a it's a great album because it's a little bit weird. But it's great songs. It's like one of those kind of senior coconut kind of vibes where you've got brilliant songs just done in a weird kind of fashion. Yeah, because it could have been a complete <clears throat> misstep and it would have been it could have been dreadful, couldn't it? But actually, yeah. it's quite well it's quite well produced. The whole thing, by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it is really good. He uh, he played live on TFI Friday at one point. Yeah, I have, well. a, I have a feeling I saw that as well. Yeah, um, and it's. So it's, a, so it's a memory song. Let me, let me get the memory yeah. out of the way first. Right. Mm, go on. When we were in Liverpool, I don't know whether you remember, but I got burgled. Um, I do remember, yeah. And I, not only did I get burgled once, but I got twice. burgled twice in the same house. And they, they were going to put some bars on the windows after the first burglary. And then the bars were sitting in the garden and the blokes came through the window that the bars were going to go on. So, <laughs> I thought you were saying the bars got nicked. No, no, if only. But if the guy got his finger out of his ass and put the bars up earlier, we wouldn't have got burgled a sector. Anyway, so first by the by, basically all my stuff got nicked, all my CDs and everything, and um, one of my sister's friends worked for, I think it was EMI Records at the time, got a load of free uh, CDs and sent them up to, to Liverpool, and, and this album yeah. was one of them. And the, fortunately, the burglary isn't the memory. But basically, that year at New Year's Eve... Um, Everyone ended up back at my house at, uh, after going to Cream or whatever, and we sat back at 
my house at like kind of four in the morning sort of listening to music and I kept just like sneaking on this album and sneaking, <laughs> sneaking on this album and what was brilliant about it was because it's so well the, the musicians are so tight on it that yeah. when you hear the songs you think that it's the song pretty much yeah, for, yeah, mo- yeah. for the most part you hear the songs and they're pretty much bang on to being the song yeah. just with him coming in with Elvis over the top so everyone would be sitting around obviously a little bit worse for wear at like five six o'clock in the morning and i'd be sneaking on the king and, and just being in hysterics at everyone's faces every time uh, <laughs> elvis popped up singing a song that they really liked so uh, so that that's the memory it's uh, you know it was good times it was it was good fun it was in a it was in a slightly awful student digs in in liverpool at six in the morning on on new year's day so it's um. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Was this released after a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin? It's got to have been, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Because is, I mean, is it? It is very similar, is it, isn't it? A homage to, um, and therefore is this song a homage to? And you've got a homage to a homage. <laughs> Do a homage to your homage to our. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. Well, it was released in it was released in 1977. Oh, oh, I think that might. Have been, oh, that's that sounds about. Their album was 1977. A whole lot of Rosie was 1978. So recorded in 1969. Whole lot of love. Because it was. Uh, I'm trying to think which one died. Was it Malcolm Young? No. He was there for ages. Oh, yeah, uh, Bon Scott uh, lead vocals because that was it was after he died that right. Brian Johnson took over, and um, that's that's why they get onto the uh, the Gravelands album because right uh, obviously you know because he snuffed it yeah, the, yeah. Lead singer, the lead singer snuffed it and the, this song was was made before um, before Brian Johnson so because like. I, after Gravelands, I kind of looked into sort of things like that, and just on a, on a couple of the artists, and it, it was, you know, I was, I've never been a big ACDC fan. I've got to be honest. Uh, it, it's only since Iron Man, probably, that uh, where they used the ACDC back in black on the soundtrack. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I started actually getting ACDC a bit and sort of realizing how good they they, they were and are. Um, they're, they're great. They do rock as well, don't they? I think. I think is it lately they're, they're, they're still going? Are they still going? They are, aren't they? Actually, yeah. Axel Rose one, is singing what, for them now, which is a bit. That's insane. right. In one, in one way, shape, or form, they're still kind of going on. Yeah. Um, didn't know though. So Jay, the, the the guy who's talking about the king uh, is Northern Irish from yeah. Belfast. Um, James Brown. He's got, he's got lots of covers going on. He? He's got lots of musical heritage already. Yeah. Um, I think he had, an, he had another album as well. I think Gravelands 2 was released, but I never had that. It could never live up to the first one that was, uh, that was so good. But this, uh, I think this is, this has got a lot going for it on the fact that it is an absolutely belting song originally. And uh, it's a brilliant idea on the cover. Uh, so. I think, I think my, my, my only issue might be with it being, being a cover. And it being a, not even it's someone covering an artist covering a song, but not but kind of and, yeah I've just I don't know I don't know if it sits right in the in the five better five better world. I is it better see, than? 
for what you're looking negatively, I look as a positive. Because obviously Elvis is the great is <laughs> the greatest artist <laughs> that ever lived. Um, and you, you don't get any better than Elvis. And you've got Elvis singing some absolutely belting songs and uh, of which this is one but you of haven't you got you got some bloke, <coughs> you got some bloke called james brown from belfast uh, you, 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 you're not enjoying the willingness to suspend disbelief <laughs> are you? oh no yeah exactly etc um. <laughs> do you know what i'm having deja vu all over again after the dukes of hazard last week and i mean listen back to the podcast i'm not gonna lie it's still sore it's still sore. Well, oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to insert it so hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, if you're going to come, if you're going to come to a, a highbrow, popular, populist uh, music chat entertainment podcast, you've got to come in with something. which is not some bloke from Belfast covering some bloke who's dead, singing a song about someone who's who died from a band that's still going with a song title. It sounds a bit like a whole lot of love. I mean, come on, wait, wait. Wait, oh, I don't know. Where's, I the think, honest, where's the honesty in this, Jim? I think, I think you're being too, too bloody uh, la di da who look at me, I'm a muse, I'm a purist. I think I've had two glasses of Prosecco, that's what <laughs> That's your problem, you're just not getting into the vibe of it, man. <clears throat> I'm not sure, I'm still not sure. You can, you can justify it by saying vibe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that what you're saying about how it's not the original and how it's not ACDC, but I was, I'm just trying to put, in, put an element of interest into the uh, into a difficult category. <laughs> it's, well, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, you could have equally probably found home for this in the obscure category, couldn't you? Yeah. Because it's fairly obscure. Um, I don't think I can have it. I don't think I can have it. And you, and you can hate me. I do. Still haven't forgiven you for the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I love the way oh. when you edited it, you had to put the bit about him having his hands on TV at the end. You got the last <laughs> line, which was... What was that? Even to rub salt into the wound, you got the last <laughs> line about the, the key line about him, not only his hands being on TV and not his face. Well, you said that. You, you were the yeah, one I know, I, know, I, I know I said oh, it, yeah. but then you wouldn't put it in, and then you got the good line at the end, didn't you? You got you found the joke. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's all in the edit. How's all this will be? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this whole thing will be... Hold up, raise the king. No. <laughs> Just a ding. Next. <laughs> um, I don't think I can go in, Jim. I'm sorry. Yeah, out of respect for um, R.I.P. Tom Petty, I'm not sure the uh, K.I.N.G. can 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 uh, can put up a good fight. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm disappointed with you. What about if it was David Lee Ross pretending to be Tom <laughs> Petty? <laughs> I'm not overly keen on people pretend to be anyone else. Um, Obviously, the jury's decision is final. We, we, we can we can always come we can always come back and revisit if we feel. No, it's, don't, uh, don't backtrack. You, don't backtrack. If you want if you want to email me an appeal, I'll get back to you within 28 days. It's fine. That if anyone does listen to this, maybe they can appeal. So, uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm gonna roll for you. I roll Ooh, for baby, you. Baby, baby. But I guarantee it's gonna be no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> okay, you've got a one. 
Oh, what was that musically? Musically better, I believe. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, jeez, Christ. Now, I'm not having him. We meant... No, he's not better. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no, it's too much like the other bloke. Um, you know, we talked about trying to get a bit more modern with our kind of musical choices. I think I've got as, this is as modern as I'm, as I'm probably going to get. Um, and it is past millennia, so hopefully this is a uh, this is good. Um, first millennia, is that the first? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah it's a hymn. Um, <laughs> Gregorian, <laughs> song. Gregorian chant. <laughs> um, it was dug up. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna probably slightly uh, feel like I'm being a bit of humble behind here because this is also a cover version. Oh, um, <laughs> but it wasn't done by someone pretending to be someone else because this person isn't very much. Uh, it was uh, a complete force and a unique artist in many ways. Um, so let's hear Amy Winehouse perform Valerie. And I think of all the things, what you're doing, and in my head I paint a picture. hearing the, the Zootons version of Valerie well I say the version I remember hearing Zootons play their song Valerie um, which is a completely sort of different kind of animal to um, yeah. the Winehouse version and because um, I, and I remember thinking that's a really good song actually I mean the Zootons were kind of they were scouts weren't they, they were yeah like, um, a bit kind of like hippie-ish kind of um, uh, guitar based band yeah and they had a couple of hits in, and sort of toured a bit and they had a big album um, didn't they they had a... they're quite a big, yeah they're quite a big album they're quite, they're, they were quite big for a few years sort of like pre sort of two, uh, mid early 2000s yeah mid sort of uh, mid to sort of 2005 around there um, and like, you know yeah pretty good alright and then the, the girl weirdly, on the saxophone yeah, was quite foxy as well I think that's remember. right and I, th- and I think they did a sort of thing a bit <clears> like um, uh, what's that band called? The brother and sister. They all kind of. It's all. It felt quite like a family. I think. I, was, I mm. think the, the, the bloke singer was going out with the saxophone. It's a saxophonist. Yeah. Um, and then I heard. I heard the Amy Winehouse version of it, <clears throat> which was produced by Mark Ronson. Obviously, and it was on the album. It was on his album, uh, wasn't it? On his on his album, and suddenly you thought, Jesus, this is this is. It felt like a completely brand new song. Um, I mean, partly because I think he at that time I think. He pretty much. I think we talked about him in a previous episode, didn't we, with Daniel Merriweather with um, yeah. the, the "Stop Me" Smith version song. He totally, um, he totally kind of like changed his songs completely. But but and at that time, with that period, he was really kind of fairly. It was like everything he touched pretty much turned to gold, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, his um, album was excellent. Yeah, I really fantastic. And so I think I think he put a little a bit of magic on that track. And um, I think it was, it was a real match made in heaven for both of them, wasn't it? Because it sort of kicked. Mm. Well, that that album, "Back to Black." And knowing what we know now, was her last album cl- clearly sent her into fucking space, didn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. It, of, like, it, was her, it was. the. Like, it was probably. I think of well, that era. One of my favourite albums. I really. Think yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it transcended a lot of a lot of age groups. That album, and it was it was very good. It was very different to everything that was out there at the time. And mm. I think they knew each other anyway, didn't they? They were. Yeah, well, they both the were quite that similar age, weren't they? Um, not a similar background. I think, he, I think he was a kind of a rich American kid. Dad was like a producer or something like that, or yeah, I was in a band or something. And she was from you know the uh, North London kind of Jewish girl, um, but both were kind of 
incredibly talented and current at that time. Um, so naturally, I think it kind of felt quite right for them to produce to write together or, or yeah. be together doing doing that thing. But um, it, and it, uh, you know, and I mentioned at the beginning. There's some songs I thought, and the rugby can't really do that. Um, even some of the sort of like so you mentioned about kind of the Rolling Stones stuff. I felt this. I thought, oh, can, I, can I talk about Valerie because it's such a well-known song? But it is. It's partly I wanted to do it because it was current. <laughs> I know we're quite, we keep we keep going back into kind of like nineties, eighties, seventies. But yeah. Um, and this has quite an old an old style feel to it. But it's just a really it's a really crackingly, brilliantly well-written, great produced, brilliantly sang song. Um, and I think also tinged with the fact you know what happened to her and how it kind of all ended for her. Um, this was the kind of the last sort of song, <laughs> the kickstart of her song, the second album, which kind of sort of ultimately did her in. Um, yeah, was, I think the problem I'm having here is that you're laying laying all the the big eyes and the because she <laughs> died and this that, and the other, and I gave you a song by a bloke pretending to be a dead guy singing a song by a dead guy covering another song by some some sort of dead guy and there was nothing there was nothing there was no heartfelt <laughs> stuff in there was there but no, I think <clears throat> you can't you can't carry that that burden that guilt and that anger over to this song Jim because uh, that that's some that's called transference I think <laughs> still I think, trying to I psych you... me out on a Sunday night psych but um, I've got I've got to go with you on this I think um, <clears throat> this is annoyingly a really good song um, it is a good song, and I, I remember you and I. We both saw her back in Glastonbury, didn't we? In 2007. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it, was, it might be when this was released around 2007. Um, uh, it was, or, or certainly around. Yeah, it was, it was 2008 or nine, just maybe. after, I think. Yeah, it was very, um, very close. She, yeah, she was, uh, it's, she was it's, a, a, it's a good, it's a good tune, and I think you know, it, when she died, we did lose. Uh, I say we as the royal we, but we we all just yeah. kind of like someone who was who was writing interesting music and doing something a little bit different, which is probably the biggest shame of her. Um, well, yeah, completely shame, isn't it? Um, well, obviously, her dying is a shame, but you know, the, the bit, like one of the biggest shames is she was actually doing something at the time that was was going her own way. Yeah. Um, yeah, that aside, it, this is this is this is always going to be a great song. This is always going to be up there, and um, uh, yeah, I, I can happily listen to this most days, and it's fine. It's a it's a yeah. it's a fine song. It's a, it really is a good song. song, and I quite like the video as well, where they've got the Amy Winehouse impersonators in. Yeah, um, and that that that's that's good. Um, so okay, there go. well there, there cool. we go. That's uh, that's one one to us, and one to to Tom Petty and David Lee Roth. Okay, you ready? I'm okay, going to roll, roll for you, for baby. Me. Roll for me. Actually, so David E. Roth, just looking online, he looks a bit like Wagner. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this, is a, this is our, our favourite mental German <laughs> hairy man. Um, I've rolled a five. It's a popular classic, Jim. Popular classic? Yeah, go on. What have we got? Is that a, is that a category? Yeah, the popular classic. I thought we had guilty pleasure, memory, wildcard, yeah. music, yeah. obscure. Yeah. Oh no, it's popular classic. Popular classic. Oh, yeah. oh right, okay. Indeed. Popular classic. Well, that's one I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Clearly, you, you, you thought I made the cap up. Yeah. I did. 
<laughs> I do completely thought you made that category up. Uh, okay, so my popular classic is um, it is a classic. It is very popular. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic band who've got a show in the West End going on uh, and probably all over the world. Uh, it's Sherry by uh, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Although they were just the Four Seasons when they released this, so let's uh, let's have a listen to this powerhouse of uh, of classic uh, American pop. There we go. That was Sherry by uh, by. Let's go with the Four Seasons. Um, even though they did have a fantastic uh, Frankie Valli uh, on vocal, and uh, and his name did lead up the band after a while. Uh, I didn't know much about the Four Seasons um, for a long time, and then my mum mm. asked me to take her to uh, uh, Jersey, Jersey Boys. Boys. Yeah, and uh, and my God. Uh, was I blown away by uh, by the music of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons? I mean, I, I knew Frankie Valli sung Greece, um, which, yep. in my mind, is the best song on Greece. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, like and, and just the, the I mean, this is one of the very very early songs, isn't it? This is like mm. one of the first sort of that and Walk Like a Man. Um, but it's it's just it's a good song his voice is brilliant the the harmonies are tight it's they're a classic kind of uh, four piece aren't they well no three yeah. piece i suppose cuz uh and they've got you know the keyboards drummer and and the, and the guitarist and they were all hanging around with some very dodgy people at the time but um but this his his high pitched voice which not many people can hit those notes and uh, and yeah it's good happy go lucky tune and and kind of that it's very much of the era, isn't it? I mean, I know. It's oh not, God, yeah. It's not. Yeah. It, luckily, we stuck classic on the end of popular classic, because <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, popular and modern, I'd have been in. I'd have been in trouble there. But it, you know, it's that kind of. It's a real powerhouse fifties pop song, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, it really just, I think sixty two was released, but it's, it's a great song. I mean. I think he did a thing last. I think it was last year. He did sort of like BBC Proms in the Park. Mm. Um, it was just. I think it was just Frankie Valli at that point. Um, but gee, and it, you almost sort of laugh at his voice because he's yeah. so high. It's a bit. It's a bit kind of um, almost cartoon like. It's, and it's. I think the initial kind of laughter then turns into oh yeah, you can actually sing as well. Um, because it is quite ridiculous. But it, it's a. It's a. And what is great is it's really distinct. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, like you say, all, all those kind of the songs they sang of that era were—they're um, quite defining, aren't they? Um, yeah, and they do—they the, do that kind of three minutes and fifteen-second pop song very well. Yeah, you know, it's that no longer than three minutes. We're gonna we're gonna come in verse, chorus, verse, chorus, fade to fade to fade to black. I mean, what's it? Yeah, walk like a yeah, walk like a man, which makes me think of. Um, uh, that cracking film is it Stand By Me they talk about they do that yeah yeah. Man. yeah um uh, yeah Big Girls Don't Cry I mean they're, they're they're brilliant songs they're they're quite 
like you say, that's kind of like the American songbook, isn't it? They're, they really are. Yeah. They fit right into that era, like the Beach Boys, um, Frankie Valley. It's, it's, it's all about sort of sun and happiness and kind of good times, isn't it? Yeah, and I think for people of our generation, we didn't know that much about them, really. Um, they kind of they kind of stopped being a, a bit an entity, really, for, for quite a while. But their songs have been covered for, you know, Oh, What a Night is... Uh, is a Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Oh yeah, song. And, yeah. And um, uh, songs that you just um, uh, begging as well, which was covered by a lot of rappers in the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's that's a blinding tune. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. When, when, that kick, when that kicks in, it's like <clears throat> wow, that's really ahead of its time. Oh, that is yeah. That, I mean, that's why, it, and people can use it quite happily in, as modern as a modern track because it is just yeah. so so good. Um, John, I'm just looking at what other things I've done. Uh, a shame. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fucking hell. Oh, yeah, they say oh, yeah. musical. It's like you're going to hear a lot of songs that you didn't know were by us. Yeah. Everyone's covered them. Here we go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you've, you've, you've hit big there, Jim, I think. I think you've, 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 you've made amends for the, uh, <coughs> the Belfast disaster you had earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the sinking of the Belfast. <laughs> a disaster that bad doesn't come out of Belfast. It's the sinking of the Titanic. Um, yeah, uh, providing that the song Sherry isn't talking about the drink. No, it's not. Okay, good. Fine. <laughs> although although I've got to say, it does go against one of my um, mathematical equations because the line is Sherry, Sherry, baby. So, well, and yeah, last episode you were we, we were quite I was we were quite vociferous any, any, about my you're really vociferous. Any song that has "Well, baby" in it, um, according to you, is a no. <laughs> no, it's not a no. It's uh, there's the, a song's uh, rubbishness is computable to is work calculated by the number of babies. And not well, no, but then, but but that that could be easily disproved by the fact that you're saying that anyone's any any more than say probably one baby. It, it, it turns terrible. Ergo, any song without any babies is probably good, yes? Well, the, except, the, it... the exception proves, proves the rule, I believe. <laughs> well, this song originally... <laughs> well, this song originally was called, apparently, uh, according to this, was uh, this being my computer, Wikipedia. Um, it was called Jackie Baby, and then it was turned to Hey Baby, apparently, and then Terry Baby... And eventually, Sherry Baby. Really yeah, good. they went around the houses with a song, didn't they? I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, the, I think he clearly knew that he wanted to get the word baby in there just to annoy you. <laughs> Frankie <laughs> Valley Baby, he really stuck it to me there, <laughs> didn't he? Jimmy Baby. But is it, you see, this is, this is where there's a, there's, a, there's a bracket in my calculation of the number of babies. Around this sort of time in films, American stars would call someone baby, and it was like a it was a well used phrase to describe a girlfriend or boyfriend, and therefore didn't seem cheesy. But it hence went out of date, and uh, well, it's obvious hey, time, isn't I, it? I, I rest yeah. my case, Your Honour. So, well, Jim, I'm, I'm obviously going to say yes. This is a this is a great tune. You, you've you've made amends. I rolled for you. Woo. I keep getting there we go, you've got number three. 
three. Oh, guilty pleasure. I, I, and this is the song I had to really. I, it, it was in and out of the hokey pokey. I couldn't decide whether 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 it needed to even dare mention it because it's 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 an obvious one in terms of songs that are, feature a girl's name. Um, can I just add that I nearly put in. I just, I'm still having an eye. Could I? Could I put it in? Um, the wonderful Martika, Martika's Kitchen, oh, which yes. was a, which yeah. was a song in the, I think it was early, very early nineties. <coughs> yeah, um, she went out of prints, didn't she, Martika? She did. She's gorgeous. And, um, she was gorgeous. And, and the, so- the song, having listened back to it recently, I was quite impressed. And it is very Prince-like, actually. Thinking about it, it's sort of the synth sound. Yeah, the lead, the lead synth sound of that song. Um, so I thought about putting that in. Um, because you know, I think the idea of guilty pleasure is you're not meant to like it, um, and I sort of think this song I I kind of fell in and out of love with it so often that I've got to admit that I just like it now. I don't care that it's kind of like a bit cheesy, and I think that, that defines the guilty pleasure bracket for me. Anyway, um, this is not an instruction to be rude on a particular girl. This is uh, "Come On Eileen," and it's by Dex's Midnight Run. <laughs> Dexter Midnight Runners, come on Eileen. I mean, if anyone's got a two rye in a song, apart from that song, I'd like to hear it because that is the only song I've ever heard with the two rye in. Um, and anyone who wants to put a two rye in can, can go and see Kevin Rowland because I'm sure he'll smack the shit out of you. <laughs> there's only one two rye and it's in that song. Um, and he, it's got a lot of dungarees and berets in the. Uh, it's got the dungarees radio. and berets. It's got kind of a bit of a kind of. It's got an attitude, that song. It's got violin. It's also got. It's got violin. It's got a bit of um. It's got a bit of a punk attitude with a kind of like a, a gypsy, gypsy feel to it. <laughs> um, it's got a rat's tail kind of coming out the back of Kevin Rowland's head. It's got a bizarre kind of structure to the song. I think what I quite like about it is, and I, I tell you why I like it now more than I ever did, probably of of, of, of recent times. That <laughs> I used to be in a band. I used to try and play this with my band, the Folkwits, and it kind of just it just swips around so many sort of time signatures. It speeds up obviously towards the end, mm. um, and it, then it drops back down again. Um, and there's all sort of kind of like there's loads of little like v- v- a call and response vocal kind of things happening, um, and it sounds really simple, but actually it's quite it's quite a bit of a bugger to play. Um, so I, I had a bit more of a respect for it for that. Um, but also, this is a song that really kicks in about one in the morning when the club's closing, and they put it on the DJ, and everyone kind of forms a, a, a sort of circle arm in arm. And does a bit of a kick with the legs. Um, <laughs> and, and I say Follow, that, followed hotly by the can can. <laughs> well, and I say that having usually find those type of things at the end of a club where everyone kind of is hammered and forms a circle and links arms and does the kick. I find them usually quite embarrassing. And I remember thinking one time, oh shit, I'm doing this as well. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly came around, I was about seven five, going, oh no, I'm actually doing the kick. Um, and I was with my friend Phil at the time, looking at each other going, this is ridiculous, why are we doing this? Having normally poo-pooed those types of things. Uh, and it's all because of this song, um, Come On Eileen. Um, and I like him, I think he's a bizarre little person, I think, uh, bizarre person, bizarre man, uh, Kevin Rowland. Um, 
partly because I think it was early 90s or mid to late 90s maybe he started wearing a dress and being kind of quite yeah he uh, really he he went went proper drag quite controversial Um, he was obviously doing a sort of solo kind of album at the time Um, and then he sort of quit it was kind of kept to a low profile for a while and then they came back about five years ago just as Dex's Um, and they released an album and it was like like the comeback album and it was actually really really good and I had it on repeat pretty much about two months Really good. Um, was, I think you, you could probably consider it like a concept album. Um, it's sort of like a, a girl meets boy, girl likes boy, boy pisses girl off, um, boy breaks up with girl and regrets it type album. Um, <laughs> it was a really, really, really good, really, really interesting album. Um, and yeah, I think they're still touring st- still now, even to this day. Um, and this was released, what, back in 1982? So it's just been on for eight. It's the sort of constantly been around since I've been alive um, and yeah I, I, I think it's a guilty pleasure because it, it's it's so cheesy it doesn't really sum up what they're like either it's one of the songs that I think probably doesn't really sum them up as a band because I think they're a bit more kind of yeah it's um, kind, it's they're almost, a bit more interesting than that but it's kind of the song which is their it's almost the ultimate guilty pleasure isn't it it's, it's it is that it's it's really I kind of find there's a, there's a distinct irony in how blokey it is compared to yeah. the person that uh, Kevin Rowland is, mm. if you know what I mean. Like, the, the way that he is and his whole personage is, like, so anti all of the blokes who love getting really pissed, jumping up and down, singing to Ruva, to Ryan. <laughs> um I mean, we've all done it. They used to play at my local nightclub called Fifth Avenue, and we'd all sing it, uh, and and shout it, and uh, come on, Eileen Taru, right? And then it just speeds up. You're right. It's uh, yeah. Oh, it goes. It goes mental. <clears throat> and that's when you do the sort of the the, uh, the madness kind of like legs up kind of like scar dance, doesn't it? And it goes it's, really quick. It's like yeah, um, and it's that kind of jumping up in the air, punching the air with your fist, and yeah, but it's, it's. I don't. I don't know. There's so many negative connotations with it. This is where I struggle with it. It's <clears> so many negative connotations with this. What, what is ostensibly a good song for me? There's also an issue with the fact that I think it's not as good as um, the uh, the thing <laughs> brush strokes, uh, which was which was one of their <laughs> finest songs. Um, well, can he help that? Which was truly a great song. Um, you know, so, like again, I like what you've done there. You've gone back into TV world, um, <laughs> <laughs> a place where you're most happiest. Exactly. I'm feeling warm and comfortable now, thinking about Carl Hellman and Lisa Anthony and the bloke because who used to play, <laughs> the bloke who used to play Elmo. The uh, <laughs> yeah, big big guy, wonky eye. Yeah, he was also in. Um, we was also in. Uh, wasn't he in Ray, Ray, Marion and Robin Hood? BBC yeah, BBC. yeah, with Tony Robinson and, uh, yeah. and um, Danny John Jules was in that as well. Oh, that, was the one. that was the one, that was um, the one. He kind of made a bit of a career about being the big bloke with a funny <laughs> eye. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he was a very funny man. And it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it was, uh, her dad was played by the, the dad from Vicar of Dibley, wasn't he? <laughs> exactly right, yeah. Um, his name, his name Lionel. Was Waldorn, yeah. That's yeah, it, yeah. and he plays Lionel in the thing, and... Uh, yeah, and and then wasn't uh, Ralph? For, no, um, 
Not really. That's Dear Johnny going into. Yeah, no, but the guy from wasn't the guy with the motorcycle sidecar combination. Wasn't that his mate with the? No, no, it was a different guy that looked like him. Sorry, um, they looked very similar, but they weren't ah, the same. It, yeah, How, Howard Lou <coughs> Lewis is the guy we're talking That's about with the big guy, yeah. wonky, wonky eye. Jesus, he's twenty six. Oh, Jack. Yeah. Oh, Jack. Yeah, in the bar or the pub. Yeah, he's, and then he turned yeah. it into it was a pub, and he turned it into a wine bar. Jacko got him. With. That was it. That that dates it. God, it's like that's the era of like the yuppies and stuff, wasn't it? There's nothing wrong with a wine bar. I don't know if you know. Well, yuppie. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, so look, <laughs> is this? A look, I, I, I know it's a risk. It's a guilty pleasure. I I. It's is always it going to be beyond so cheesy. Is it better than Mary Jane's Last Dance? I don't know actually. Like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say no. Okay. And it's not because I don't like the song. It's because I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most <laughs> honest thing I've ever heard. I'm really hurt. <laughs> All right, Jacko. <laughs> I, like, I even let you have your little flights of fancy and talk about brush strokes, and that still didn't. That still didn't sway it. Still didn't win me over. Well, that's because. The theme tune from Brushstrokes is a better song. <laughs> because of you, these things I do. Um, do yeah. be do. <clears throat> but I can't. For all of the all of the drunken men punching the air, singing Teru Raye, even though that is a fantastically ironic moment, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't put this song as better no. than Tom Petty. It's a good song, but enough. it's not better. And it's all right, I do like you, that was a, that was a lie. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, are you ready? I am ready. All right, all right, here we go, here we go, lad. It is a number... Oh, you've had a four already, so I'm going to roll again. Okay. Roll again. <laughs> again. Roll again. Roll I have again. got a, a number one, uh, and this is a pop... No, it's not. It's a okay. musically better, Jim. Ah, musically better. What do you got? Okay, well, I've gone. I've gone very, very old school for this one. Um, we're we're not even in the. Uh, we're not even twenty years ago. We're not even forty years ago. This could well be the oldest we've gone. Um, and I know you've had uh, Ness and Dorma in there as well before. Yes, um, I did. But uh, I've gone really early. I've gone for Beethoven, or Beethoven, as many like to call him. And I've gone for Fur Elise. So ah. let's have a let's have a listen to this haunting melody now. Beethoven. Um, this is an odd one, this, because this is a song that I think is musically better than Tom Petty's Mary Jane's Last Dance, but I'm not that keen on it. Um, and it's, it is musically better. It could also have been a memory song for me. When I was, um, when I were a lad, 
my mum uh, plays a bit of piano. She tinkled a few ivories in her time. And uh, this was a song that she uh, she could play uh, on on, our, on the piano that was in our house. And at, at weekends, when I was trying to sleep, uh, because I was tired, and because I probably was a teenager who couldn't be asked to get my carcass out of bed before <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon, wafting up the stairs would come... Now, that's all all right, but there's that bit where it kind of goes... <laughs> it does a bit, which is... <laughs> it's like the... Um, <laughs> it just goes on forever. It, do you know what that is? A visual, a, visual, a, visual, a visual of that would be a, a bucket of water teetering on the edge of a door, yeah, open door. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Is it gonna fall? It's not it, gonna it, fall. But it's like it one of those ones, you could, you could, if you wanted to, play that for about 15, 20 minutes. You can really, you can really improv on that, can you? And you just keep going. Come on, come on, just get get on with it. And so all I used to hear coming up the stairs is this business, and it's it is just really frustrating, but it is a fantastic piece of music. And uh, there's also another story with this as well that involves you, actually. Yeah, yeah, go on, um, bring, it, bring it to me. When we were at university, I was probably regaling you with exactly the same story. You've probably forgotten it now. But, uh, yeah. And I used to, because I didn't really give a crap what it was called, this song, I thought it was called <laughs> Fleur de Lis, uh, oh, yeah. like the uh, three, the, like yeah. the, the uh, French... Um, Thing. And you had to tell me it was fur Elise and that it was German and that it meant for Elise. So that's otherwise if if we hadn't have had that conversation twenty years ago, this song may not be in the uh, in the thing because I'd have thought it was actually called Fleur de Lis. Um Well, without so, that conversation happening, you'd have, you'd have got your head kicked in by someone at some point. Probably by some Germans. <laughs> some German line. That is French. This is for Elise. I will kill you. Uh, don't know where they're from, obviously. So it's very they, they travel. They travel. So they travel. Um, <laughs> I like. I do. I've got to say, this is this is the probably we're seven episodes in, uh, listeners, and this is the first time an umlaut has made an appearance <laughs> on a song title, um, which is my favourite kind of like. Um, accent. For, for, former accent. Yeah. Apart from that one you just did there, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, of course, and I heard, I heard a story. Uh, I had a rumor. I had a story. That this is a, this was written because it was written specifically for a student of his, uh, Bet Evans, who's. And I think this is where it verges into that's just an urban myth. Shut up, sort of territory. Mm. Um, that that had uh, some sort of disfigurement or some sort of uh, disability with the hand, and hence it was all very much dun 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 dun. Really easy to do the melody. Right. Um, it's because of the right hand, um, the treble clef. It was for for that reason alone. Um, that's probably a complete and utter load of shit. But um, I quite like it. I think Maybe it, you wanted to I do think... something with your other hand. Well, possibly. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> that's what she said. I mean, it it was written in the 1800s. This, so um, mm. there, we can't ask anyone for proof whether that was the truth or not. But, um... No, there's no video footage. 
Well, nothing. No Twitter, no Tinder. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about it because it's not 80s television. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, if it, it had been an 80s TV show, I could have told you everything about this. All right, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, t- I've turned the piano into a wine bar. Oh, God. I mean, it, and it, Elise is not a very... It's, I've only known two people called Elise in my life, and um, it's not a popular name, is it? So, um, no, it might just have been a misspelling of Elsie. It could have been. For, and it might have been not for her. It might have been this girl called, called Furry Elsie. Furry Elsie. <laughs> <laughs> and that, Someone that was the problem. She was, she was very hairy, mustachioed, and... Uh, <laughs> That's why, Body smoke fifth. that's why he couldn't be bothered and just clung through the melody. <laughs> well, no, he could be bothered. That's the problem. And then by the end of it, when he was teetering on the edge of that... Will I get off with her? Will I get off with her? I think Fairy Elsie was there at the side rubbing his leg or something. Rubbing his lederhosen. Do it again. Do it again. Okay. Okay, then I will try once more. Play it again, Betty. Play it again. <laughs> oh, Elsie, you, you leave me. Oh, I cannot cope with this. I cannot help um, it for Elsie. I've written you a song. And then, obviously, not Elise. <laughs> obviously, lost in translation. But he was he couldn't hear her, could he? Yeah, um, yeah he couldn't hear what her name was. He thought she was saying Elsie and uh, Elise, and she was actually saying Elsie. Well, what, yeah, exactly. Well, what, what was she saying? Who knows? What was, wrong, what was wrong with his ear, anyway, apart from he had a hearing issue? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had some of Elsie's moustache stuck in it, probably. <laughs> that was it. She was probably too much, too much kind of like shenanigans were happening behind the, uh, behind the piano. The forte. She was like trying to kiss him or get off with him. Exactly. Or something. Um, that was her he was forte. Look, <laughs> that was her forte. Sort of dribbling in his ear with her hairy moustache. <laughs> No, Elsie, I'm here for the lesson. Please pay attention. <laughs> oh, God. Took me out of trouble, Cliff. Because <laughs> obviously uh, El- Elsie's from the, uh, from the north. Must be turning his grave. <laughs> anyway, it's not. Let's get back to let's get back to this song itself. It was not certain who Elsie, uh, who Elise was. Who Elise was? I said it. I thought it was a student who had a bad hand. Um, there's all sorts of rumours. Um, <laughs> I think the uh, of all the. <laughs> We've lost him. He's gone. <laughs> oh dear! Of all the uh, of all the room, of all the rumours, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> I've turned into Burt Reynolds and Don DeLuise on the set of Campbell Run, for God's sake. Um. Of all the rumours, the furry Elsie one was the uh... year. 
This could be an episode in its own. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, phew. Oh, I've actually, I've actually got a belly ache. I really have got a belly ache. I tell you what, it needs to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, really sweat. Yeah. I've got necks. I've got neck sweats. Yeah, I, I feel worried. like I've done about 20 sit-ups. <laughs> oh. <sighs> well, so. So, fairy Elsie, is she in or out? <laughs> And then fairy Elsie's done hokey. Um, I, I, I would be a fool to say um, Beethoven <laughs> is musically inferior to Thomas J. Petty. Um, so I've got to put it in, and partly because also I played this song when I was younger. I think I'm a bit like your mum. I think that's <laughs> why we had the conversation at uni. Yeah, I think it's one of the ones you learn when you're sort of learning piano. You get to a certain point. Or a certain grade, probably, and you had to sort of. That's one of the ones which is sort of a st- standard to learn, uh, and it, it's a really good piece of music. Um, and and again, much like the songs we've mentioned, some of the songs we mentioned, they're it's, they're so ingrained in our kind of consciousness of like it's it's an obvious song, but it's a good song, and um, and it's not really a song, is it? It's a piece of music. Um, I'm going to have to say, yeah, of course it is. Of course it's, of course it's better. <clears throat> Sorry, Tom, you lose out yeah. there, I'm afraid. But I think, I think it's such a classic piece of music that probably Tom Petty would be looking down now and going, yeah. do you know what, Furry Elsie, yeah. you're in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Well, it's a close one this week, wasn't it? 3-2, that's not, that's not, a, bad, um, that's not a bad one. That's, that was... It could have gone either way. And again, it's always luck of the dice, isn't it? Because I had some close ones, which I think maybe would have, it might have whitewashed old Tom mm. Petty. Um, I'll name one of them right now, if that's all right. Um, I had... Ah, and another piano tune, actually, for my memory song, which was the song uh, L'Autre Valse d'Amélie. Um, terrible pronunciation, sorry. It's called The Other Amelie Waltz from the film Amelie. Uh, a, a tune written by Jan Tiersen, who <coughs> did the soundtrack, <coughs> um, which is a beautiful piece of music. And the whole album's great. Um, yeah. It's one of the, one of the um, 
it's a memory for me because my daughter's called Emily, so uh, that's why my wife and I uh, named her that after that after that love of that film, which is a fantastic film. But yeah, also, and, and again, one of those films is really is supported by a brilliant soundtrack. Mm. Um, and I think those, those types of things happen occasionally. <coughs> they're, they're, they're amazing when they do. So um, yeah, I missed. I didn't mention that, but I think that would have easily. Yeah, me, I felt, felt was better. Not one um, I know, but I could go with that. Yeah, how about you, Jim? Any, any um, more? Yeah, well, I had my wild card was um, Boy Named Sue by Johnny, Cla- Johnny Cash. Oh, that, that's is, cl- I mean, that could have fell into classic as well, couldn't it? Yeah, it could have done. Uh, could have could have fallen into a, a lot of things, really. Um, I think it's just a, a really, really good song. Um, yeah. It's classic Cash, and he uh, he certainly... Uh, I, I love the way in that it just... It's basically he just plays guitar all the way through and then tells this story and he doesn't it doesn't adhere sometimes it like sometimes he starts a verse halfway through a chord pattern or whatever and it doesn't yeah, it doesn't yeah. fit and it's just it's 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 a classic example of a man who knows what he's playing so well that he can just make things up as he's going along almost and it's that's what works so well with that. Um, yeah, it, it seems quite it seems quite improvised when he's playing it, doesn't he? Um, yeah, my obscure one. I've, uh, yep. I'm glad I didn't get this because um, <clears throat> I looked it up while we were recording, and it's actually a boy's name. Um, oh, okay. So I had Luca by Suzanne Vega. Um, okay. I, I think Suzanne Vega's voice is one of the most beautiful voices ever in pop music. Uh, She's that, lovely, isn't she? Yeah, well, really, and, not, really nice. Yeah, and just all the stuff like Tom's Diner and Luca and that's yeah. Like, there's sort of a weird tone to her voice, like a really soft tone to her voice. I could just mm. listen to her all day. Um, so I had that. But I'll, I'll save save her for another for another run. Yeah, I mean, my obscure one was, was not really <coughs> obscure. I don't think. Um, I just really I really struggled with that. Um, I chose the song uh, Deborah by T Rex, Mark Bolan, mm. um, and it's not. It, no, sorry, that's my wild card. Sorry, that's my wild card, um, and. I love that because it reminds me of Glastonbury because I, I think they used the theme of that. They used a part of that song for the Channel 4 coverage when they they, they did Glastonbury Festival coverage mm. back in the sort of early, late 90s or early 2000s. Um, and then it made a reappearance in the uh, Baby Driver film, Edgar Wright's film recently. Um, uh, and yeah, really, it's, a, it's, it's one of my favourite tunes for, for, of his, but also of that, of that sort of type of music. But my obscure track, which was... Uh, thanks, uh, well, thanks entirely to a, a Twitter mention we got from someone. Um, I'm trying to find out now who it was from. So we mentioned uh, this thing we on our, on our Twitter account at mm. Five Better Podcast that we're doing this episode and any ideas for you know five songs better than Jenny K. And Jenny K got in touch and she suggested <coughs> two songs, one of which was Tori Amos's Marianne. Um, and yeah, Tori, we, um, again, a bit. Kind of like Tom Petty, I know Tori Amos's main things and Cornflake Girl, and mm. uh, again, that, probably not far from that era. Actually, ninety two, ninety three, she was around. Um, and so Jenny Kay said that one, and she said a second one, which was Narina Pallet's Sophia. And I've heard of Narina Pallet; she's a British songwriter. Isn't uh, it Narina Pallet? Palo, pa- uh, did I say Pallet? Sorry, yeah. is it Pallo? Yeah. Silent T. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Um, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan, clearly. No, I like but, um, a few of her songs. I like Marina Pallet. Yeah. <clears throat> I know Bernard Butler, who's a, who I, who's a guitar player who I quite like. Uh, on Twitter, I follow. He, he's, a, I think I just produced her 
albums or a big fan of her work because you're often is um, speaking to her on, on Twitter. But um, so I listened to this song, Sophia, and it, it's it's a beautiful song, really, and it's it's a lovely sort of ballad. Um, She's another singer with a really nice voice, Norina. Be- and, and a fantastic voice, and, and someone I and I, and I, and I love this because I like I like discovering for myself, well, you know, via someone else, sort of mm. new music. And I think I'm going to get kind of <coughs> listen to a bit more of her, but also it links to my. Um, to my Amelie tune because my, my other daughter is called Sophia so uh, um, and in the song she calls her Sophia but um, it's a it's a it's a really good tune really she did that tune. Norena Pale did that song that goes it breaks my heart it's a great song I, I, I think it was one of, I think I played I put it on the playlist at my wedding it's a really good song uh, I'm looking forward to getting into her stuff so um she reminds me a little bit of kind of Image and Heap and those kind of Regina Spector type sort of songwriters. Um, yeah. Sort of really good I know, I'm female songwriters. Regina Spector, actually. But yeah, I do know them. Ah, right. That's a Regina Spector song, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, she got in contact uh, from the outside world on our, on our website. So yeah, uh, on our Twitter account. So follow us on at Fire Better Podcast. And, um, you know, feel free to chip in with the, with the conversation. Sheila, take a bow, Smiths. We, you know, yeah, we mentioned, them, we mentioned them last week, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, there were just there were just so many Billy Jean, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, <coughs> girls, girls' names are uh, are muses for songwriters, really, aren't they? Well, Mary Jane also comes up a lot in, in a lot of songs from the sixties and seventies because it's sort yeah. of like a uh, slang Drug for pot, isn't it? Too, yeah. Um, there's a Nick Drake song I could have mentioned. A couple, two of them. He's got. Jane mentioned, but uh, I felt I felt not not this week. Um, Mandy, but Barry Manilow. I also had, yeah, I also had. Uh, um, there's a couple of Neil Diamond songs. There's obviously Sweet Caroline, which is a great song. Yeah. Um, but I I had uh, Cherry Cherry, which is um, uh, a brilliant song, and that's a shout out to Paul Lagerdack there as well because that's one of his favourite uh, right, Neil yeah. Diamond songs, and uh, yeah. Um, just there's so there's so much there's so much out there. That's what made this week most difficult. Is like, there's like narrowing it down and trying to find some interesting stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's probably way too open, wasn't it for us? But um, yeah, I think yeah, it's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Even even um, even even though that was a a tough one. And, and again, nice to do a little little, little tribute to Tom Petty as well. So um, yeah. Um, you know, it seems all those types of people from that era are kind of slowly, uh, slowly fading away. Slowly carking it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, um, right, all right. So we're thinking caps on for for uh, next next podcast and next title. If anyone anyone listening has any ideas, please send in or tweet ideas because uh, you know we can always. That's another way to go. We can always look for yeah, other definitely. people's thoughts on what what we might find better than. Yeah, um, um, and I think we're going to meet up soon, aren't we? Do a face to face again. So yeah, we'll do another live. We'll do, like a, we'll do a live one together. So that, that's something to look forward to. But um, but yeah, all right, mate. Nice one. Good good work. So we've got three three better. Three better and, uh, three better. and two 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 back for Tom. Uh, cool. Yeah, thanks for listening out there, and and uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon, guy. See you soon, mate. Cheers, Bye. Dude. Bye. Five better. Five better. Five better podcast. Five better, five better, five better podcast.